Welcome back to another episode of the LA Music Hustle. Today's guest is a renowned percussionist and on occasion lays down a heavy pocket on drums. He has worked with everyone from Bruno Mars to Stevie Wonder, Frankie Valli, Diana Ross, even Persian superstar Gugush. He is also a top call for TV house bands including American Idol and ABC's Dancing with the Stars. As you can already tell, he's a very versatile musician and will always play the perfect amount of cowbell. Ladies and gentlemen, Rolling Gajate Garcia here on The Hustle. What's up, man? Man, thanks for having me. Dude, welcome to the LA Music Hustle set. My pleasure, man. We're uh, excited, man. We're excited to have you and, and, you know, talk about the world of percussion. So, for those that don't know, you are the son of legendary percussionist Richie Gajate Garcia. But you've made a name for yourself. You know, I know that personally, mm-hmm. and that's amazing to see, but is there a level of expectation when you come to a gig because they know who your dad is? I've been asked that question a lot, but I kind of feel like it's almost the opposite because people already kind of know about me. Like, they know my dad, they know... If, first of all, if you know my dad, you know he loves to joke around. He's like the nicest right. guy. Yeah. So, you know, they probably would assume the same with me. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, everyone's been really warm. Um, the thing is, my dad never, like, pressured me or forced me to play music. It wasn't like, I'm a musician, you, you have need to, to be. do this, right? No, it was just he saw the love for it at an early age, so... He just kind of pushed me in the right direction and he would teach me and set me up with all his friends. So I just had great role models growing up. Yeah, that's cool, man. So now talking about your rig, uh, you're mm-hmm. doing, you know, you're doing world tours, you're doing TV gigs. Mm-hmm. How does your rig change from, let's say, when you're on set doing a TV show mm-hmm. to doing a live tour? Live tour. So I kind of see it more as like a studio setup versus or like a studio situation versus a live situation. So like in the studio, I listen to the song and I have all my instruments and you know, like it's endless possibilities at home because I can go in the closet and grab this shaker or right. like I can grab something that's very quiet and you know, get really close on the mic. Whereas live, it's kind of, I have to kind of play louder and everything has to kind of be at a, like a standard gain or like, you know, an average so setting. you're the one that's adjusting the dynamics. Exactly, right? yeah. So, but on the TV show, it's kind of a mixture of both because they they can fine-tune, you know, the way they're miking me, the, the amount of gain they're giving me, you know. So it's kind of like a mixture of, of the two. It's also interesting, right? Because on top of your rig, you have to deal with other things, right? Camera angles or maybe a monitor. I know you guys read a lot, mm-hmm. right? So you're... Right. Your approach is a little different too because maybe on TV you're reading cues yeah. and when you're doing a tour or a, a live gig, it's all feel, it's all... Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk about that, like what, what that approach is like? Yeah, so that's true. A lot of times I, I kind of have to set things around where my charts are because that's if I lose my you know place in the music, right, right. it's over. <laughs> right. Game's over. So yeah, I kind of set everything to be comfortable in that situation and... Also, like transitions, because I'm always changing instruments. So oh, okay. I, I recently did a gig, and the drummer said, "Man, you're like you sound like a record because when a new section comes in, like you hit it, 
it's like there's no pause or gap. So that's something I got from playing on TV a lot. Like you have to grab the instrument before the next section comes in. So there's not a pause, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's just something that I've developed and gotten comfortable with. Like I could probably have my eyes closed and know where things are, you know? Is that a challenge when you're on the other side of the world and you don't have your gear? You know, luckily, like I'm with a company called Latin Percussion, yeah. probably the biggest percussion company. Yeah, I will say so. So I can kind of find the same instruments. Like I've been in Dubai and Malaysia and Australia. Yeah. And I just tell them the model number, the backline company can find the instruments. And I just, I basically set them up how I always do. So that's cool. As tempting as it is, though, how do you keep yourself from not overplaying, which I think is fundamental for a percussionist, Mm -hmm. right? So it's kind of nice now because like the home studio situation, I can basically record myself. I could record all the ideas that I have Mm. and then I can go edit it on the computer so I can hear it. Sometimes I'll mute everything I did and then add one thing and just see, okay, does this work? And that's what you keep? Sometimes I'll just keep that. I don't care if I played eight hours of percussion. Right. It's like what fits the music and don't clutter the song, you know? Can you touch a little bit about that? Because I think that's the percussionists that are, that, that are, that are staying busy and that are working. Yeah. I think a lot of them, including you, have chops. Mm-hmm. But at these gigs, it's not really that, right? right. It's more like... You guys are painting and adding color to the overall picture. Is that is that the right way to say it? Or? Exactly. Um, so, like on TV, it's it's almost like playing a record. Like you you're in the session playing the record, you know. Right. Whereas live, it's more about the live energy, and I will play more. You know, like you kind of have to match the intensity of the music wherever you are. Right. So I think that's the key: matching the intensity, and you know. If the song is going nuts and there's room for it, then go crazy. Then go crazy. If it feels good, that's all that matters. So you're playing percussion or any instrument. If it feels good, that's all that matters. While me and Roland go and check out some Tito Puente, here's another production tip from John Kubis. What up, Beat Warriors? Welcome to another Logic Production Minute in 45 seconds. Did your drummer friend lay down a slang drum groove on your track, but the kick and snare sound aren't up to snuff? Don't worry, as usual, Logic has you covered. First, select either the kick or snare track you want to sample or replace. We'll do the kick drum track here. Next, go to the track menu and choose Replace or Double Drum Track. Choose Kick from the Instrument menu, because that's what we're doing. Choose Doubling. We can always turn off the original later. And we'll press preview and make sure that all our kick drums are being replaced by Logic. If we're missing a few or we have too many uh, by accident, we tweak our threshold. Uh, We can try a few different drum sounds. I really like uh, 20, so we'll keep that. Click OK. And the new kick plus track that got created is the drum trigger track. Uh, Blend it to taste. Lather, rinse, and repeat with your snare and tom tracks to get that million-dollar drum sound. For more tips like this, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash john kubis so besides percussion do you play any other instruments yeah so i also play drum set so i got started on drum set and percussion around the same time so i feel like a lot of my like independence and and ability to kind of play with different limbs comes from playing drum set but then applying it to percussion but i basically got that from my dad because 
his nickname is El Pulpo, right. which means octopus. Octopus. So he's known for playing, you know, like a tambourine with his foot and a cowbell with his right hand and a conga with his left. Right. To this day, he does things that I'm amazed. Like, I don't know how you're doing that right Yeah, now. and I mean, he, he like invented something, right? Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. His, so to be able I, to do that. When I was a kid, he um, invented something called the gajate bracket, gajate being part of our name. Right. And um, basically, he invented like a bracket that you can put on a pedal, on a bass drum pedal, and you can attach a cowbell, you can attach a tambourine, anything oh, you want. Yeah, yeah, I've seen so those. So he kind of was known for playing multiple things at once, and then from there, a ton of drummers have taken it to like another level, you know, right. including myself. How important do you think it is for a percussionist to know how to play drums and vice versa? I think it's important, um, not just for independence, but musically. How are you hearing things? When I'm playing yeah. with a drummer, the worst thing I could do is to play a fill exactly when he would play a fill. <laughs> You know I, I mean? would say that's their biggest pet peeve, right, as a yeah, drummer? Probably the biggest. Yeah. So being aware of that and knowing, okay, let me play something before they do. Like, it's a conversation. You got to, if he plays a figure, then I can answer it. Call and response, you know? Yeah. And I think that's where they'll appreciate playing with guys like that. It's like, oh, okay, this guy's on the gig. I know that he will not overplay. Exactly. <laughs> What's the best advice your dad has given you? That's a tough one. Um, but musically... He always told me when we're playing music as a percussionist or a drummer, you know, the parts of the song change. You need to change what you're doing with it. So if whatever, the dynamics are lower, then play softer. If the song's building, then maybe add another instrument. Like you got to match the intensity of the right. song. And that's something that always stuck with me. Well, cool. And, and what about the scene though, right? Like I know musically he gave you some... Some great advice. That's great advice. Mm -hmm. But is there anything that he that he shared with you that you know, besides the obvious, you know, show up on time and be a pro? Is there something that he mm -hmm. gave you advice about? That's kind of just more like led by example. Like my dad can get along with anybody, anywhere around the world. He, <laughs> he's actually learning Chinese right now because we might go do some clinics and. Like, there's talk about it, so he's just trying to prepare himself. and That's crazy. He can say hello, thank you, goodbye in, in like, 20 languages. So that's what he's taught you. He's taught you to just be cool then, right? Like, yeah. wherever you go. and Yeah, you never know who you're meeting to, you know? You never know who you're talking to. Oh, right, right. And, and, and you're right. I've, I've even done some gigs with him, and he treats everyone the same. Exactly. And I think that's, that's, that's amazing. That's beautiful, man time of the show we do shout outs you want to give a shout out to anybody definitely to all my endorsers there's a long list are you ready i'm 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 ready okay <laughs> uh remo Drumheads, latin percussion which is one of my biggest endorsers nice. uh dw drums groove gear they make backpacks accessories roland actually roland not not you you don't endorse yourself the brand roland. exactly right. they make pianos they make they make everything drum pads Everything. Yeah. Uh, Sabian cymbals and also West Tone in-ears. Nice. Nice. Man, that's a good shout out. Now, actually, we're going to do a, one of my favorite segments on the show. It's called Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire! All right. Here's how it works. None of the questions have been shown to the guest. They have five seconds to answer the question. If they don't answer the question, I will press this button and you'll hear this sound. Try and answer as many questions as possible. Uh, you think you're ready? Let's go. 
All right, man, let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Here we go. Maracas or Guido? Guido. All right, all right. What's your favorite Stevie Wonder song? Ah! Rocket Love. Ooh. Disney or Latin Night? I'm gonna go Disney. Disney Night, wow, all right. Starbucks or Coffee Bean? That's a tough one. Starbucks. I don't know why it took him two seconds. I'm sweating here, I'm sweating. Favorite salsa album? Ooh. Ooh. Ah! All right. Favorite sticks, specifically timbales. Sazon. Sazon? Invader Sazon. Ooh. And your dad has some sticks too, right? Those are his. Oh. <laughs> What's the first percussion instrument you ever played? Congas, for sure. It was congas? Mm -hmm. ah, I didn't know I thought it was timbal. If you have a fever, <laughs> is the only prescription more cowbell? <laughs> go, yes. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because Nam or Nah? <laughs> Nam. I don't even know why I'm asking this because you know I already know. I know what the answer should be. Uh, Lakers or Clippers? You're gonna insult me like that here? I'm out, bro. For, no. <laughs> Clippers. I'm a Clippers. Wrong answer. Man, besides that last question, that was a very successful rapid fire. Ladies and gentlemen, rapid fire with Rolling. Garcia. Rapid fire! Thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure, uh, We man. appreciate Thank it, you. and uh, I think uh, everything you shared with us has a lot of value to fellow percussionists. So thank you. Thank you. And if you want to tell people where they can find you online, you, you know, yeah, social definitely. media handles. You can find me on Instagram. It's at Rolo, R-O-L-O, Gajate. It's below. Look below. Yeah. <laughs> and then We'll put it somewhere over there. Right. And then uh, Twitter is at Roland Gajate. So before we say goodbye to Roland, I believe he brought a clip to share with everyone. Yeah, so this is a clip I shot with my father. Um, this is a few years back in New Jersey at the LP headquarters, and it's entitled, Like Father, Like Son. Ladies and gentlemen, Roland Gajate Garcia.